Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. It's the new year. That means the feasting of the holidays is behind us. Not to mention those 10 extra pounds that are behind us on our rear ends. This also means New Year's resolutions. Get in shape. Cut back on the drinking. Lose weight. Yes, that means going on that four-letter word, diet. Well, normal diets are bad enough, but it could be worse, a lot worse. So here on the Wicked South podcast, we took a look back into history and found our listeners some of the worst, craziest, and most wicked unhealthy diets in history. So put down those leftover holiday cookies and listen up. Hello, my fellow chubby friends. <laughs> <laughs> I am uh, Matt Harris, seat and tuck across from me. The voice you just heard a few moments ago was of Michael DeWitt Jr., who writes for the USA Today Network of Papers. He is also a author and storyteller. The latest book is The Fall of the House of Murdoch, which is available now. And, uh, Michael, best place to get a hold of your latest book? Eveningpostbooks.com. Uh, wonderful publisher right here in Charleston, South Carolina. And the Wicked South podcast on Facebook. Uh, you can also check out me and Seton on the Impact of Influence podcast, which started with the Murdochs and has branched to a some other things and crimes that have happened in the Southeast. Before we get rolling on this delicious Wicked South podcast, Michael, tell us about some of our sponsors. Well, I, uh, we should add a few more. I, I started to call an old buddy of mine in Hampton who runs a, a health diet clinic and see if he wanted to sponsor this episode. <laughs> um, but uh, we have our loyal, faithful sponsors, Dr. Kenny Kinsey and Associates. We have Palmetto Pride Moonshine, Palmetto Pride Distillery in Anderson, South Carolina, and Rotten Little Bastard Distillery right here in the 14th Circuit in Beaufort, uh, South Carolina. And I have been supporting their um, their business quite heavily uh, here lately. And uh, <laughs> my wife told me I need to cut back for New Year's. So um, wow. yeah, appreciate all our sponsors. Yes, for sure. And uh, you know, speaking of things uh, down in that area, Seton, you were down in... Low country. Yeah, I actually attended an oyster roast in Bray's Island, and we did what was which episode was that what episode? Uh, uh, it was a few few episodes ago. Yes, it was about the Thanksgiving. Uh, th- yes, yeah. it was our Thanksgiving episode yep. where we talked about this horrible situation where a man ended up dead mm-hmm. uh, attending a family Thanksgiving gathering. And I really want to go back and listen to that episode, especially after going to Bray's. It's really one of the most beautiful places I've seen in South Carolina. Um, But let's move on to our next episode. Michael reached out to us about the concept of this idea, and he did all the research because I've really been attempting to avoid a diet until after my children go back to school on Monday. But I'm really hoping that this episode inspires (laughs) me to start that diet. Um, 
so he found a couple of articles about the worst diets in history. Uh, one was the seven worst fad diets in history, which was published in April of 2018 uh, by Kara Usher on the Fresh and Lean blog. Uh, the second was a brief history of the ridiculous fad diets published in March of 2016 by Dietetically Speaking. Uh, so we've ranked them and we're saving the most disgusting and dangerous diets for last. So <laughs> tell us what you think and uh, word of warning, do not try these diets. No, do not try these at home. That is for sure. Seton, go ahead and hit that first one. The first one was from 1558 and it was the starvation diet. Jeez. I, I know, it sounds bad already. Uh <laughs> Written by uh, Italian nobleman Luigi Coronado, La Vita Sobra, The Sober Life, uh, advocate of extreme starvation as a way to lose weight and boost health. Well, this sounds unhealthy and terrible. Yes. Uh, The author himself lost weight and reportedly lived to the age of 102 by eating just 12 ounces of food a day and drinking 14 ounces of wine a day. Well, maybe this is my diet. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if we're going to uh, accept this historical, uh, as, a, as a historical I mean, fact. I am more into moderation. I, I do pay for Weight Watchers. I don't I don't log much. I, I really should. I'm making that as a goal for the new year, but I think moderation is better than this diet. Well, I think Luigi uh, might have been fudging the statistics a little bit. There's no way... He is eating 12 ounces of food, drinking 14 ounces of wine, and living to be 102. Okay, what does is, what is 12 ounces of food look like? Does anyone have any idea? It's like a, a, a can of green beans. Oh. Right? Maybe less than a, a can. I think Maybe a can of less. green beans is like 14, 15 ounces. Of course, he wasn't doing canned goods, so he probably had like a, a sheep's uh, stomach or something. No, I think Michael should cover the next one because he has a book that I bought my husband. Uh, it has edible underwear in the title. Uh, Michael, what's what? the title of that book? I'm sitting here trying to see if 14 ounces of wine is going to be enough to get me through the day if I can. <laughs> um, so the next one is uh, the rubber underwear diet. Now, I found this on a couple of different articles. I haven't fact-checked it to see if anyone actually did it and <laughs> how popular it was, but... It was in the mid-1800s, the rubber underwear diet. And I like this because the title of uh, my second book was Saying Grace Over Edible Underwear. Oh, that's uh, what you were talking about. Yes. Yes. Right. yes. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, in the South, we're so uh, so religious and we, we have our, our customs and our habits. Like we tell, we call every woman ma'am and we say grace no matter what we're about to eat. So um, that's where the edible underwear came from. Was that from personal but, experience? Is this uh, an autobiography? No, that's a, <laughs> no, a second hand story. Uh, I'll have to say that for too much information. TMI. <laughs> so, yes, rubber underwear. Back to that from the mid uh, yeah, 1800s. Yeah. Let's, let's stay out of trouble here. Uh, rubber underwear was the Spanx of the 19th century. I, I don't know about that, but um, with people to, <laughs> this is a direct quote from the article. With people hoping to hold in their wobbly bits and lose weight, <laughs> Thanks to the sweating caused by wearing such garments. Um, wobbly bits. That doesn't sound attractive at all. Well, it's um, better than drooping bits, but that's maybe my age yeah. talking. <laughs> oh, gosh. Wobbly. I think I have both. Uh, 
So basically, I guess you put on rubber underwear and you sweat it off all your weight. But unfortunately, the fluid loss only caused temporary weight loss. And the sweaty rubber undies <laughs> made skin more vulnerable to infection. So you can imagine the mid-1800s and hygiene and medicine is not what it right. was today. And you're walking around sweating in some rubber draws. <laughs> I, I bought, I actually bought what? something that sounds similar. <laughs> like, Wait a minute. Well, twice, twice. Last year I bought, somebody told me if you work out in these, these like, hot shirts or something like that hot shirts yeah they sell on amazon i don't know if that's the Are that's not the right title i remember but, like there used to be like these silver like yes, wrestlers and stuff yes, like a silverly like silver thing and it makes you sweat i don't really i, did, I remember I, I, like wrestlers I, would jump yeah, rope with these things in the in, in the steam room and stuff well and then a couple years ago there were those uh waist trainers i think kim kardashian sold them oh they were yeah to narrow your waist down and I did not buy that one, but I thought about it. Everything circles back, I guess, and that's why right now I'm sitting in an aluminum foil underwear. Uh, no, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I make a very good point, though, about sanitation and sanitary habits back in that time. I can only imagine the, the famunda smell coming from those uh, rubber no, underwear. Uh, right? No, that's... I mean, they, I think they pretty much all stunk back then anyway. And then you add that I to it. I don't know. I don't know, but it, it doesn't sound So even good. if you lost weight, no one wants to get with you. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. This is, again, too much information. Okay. You How about cover the, the baby food diet. Yeah, that sounds right up your I'm, alley. Because I'm acting like a child. <laughs> this was 2010, and it was the baby food diet. As she said, the baby food diet hit the headlines when it was linked to a celebrity trainer and host of Hollywood stars the rumored diet plan, because you don't know when you hear these things reported how prevalent they are, so rumored diet plan, involves eating 14 portions of pureed fruit and vegetables plus an adult meal in the evening. I don't know. That one doesn't sound so bad. I mean, did did y'all ever try the baby food when your kids were little? Uh, no, but I did. I, I did try uh, it with like a... a Baby shower or something when they do that thing and you're supposed uh, to guess what I the felt food is. obligated to try all that stuff. I thought the bananas were pretty decent. Um, Michael, did you try it out? There was one that was called a uh, blueberry buckle. Um, oh, that one was good. My kids loved it and I think I tried that one. I couldn't get down with the green peas and the corn and squash, but the blueberry yeah. buckle was pretty cool. <laughs> I mean, th this is just putting your food in a blender basically and and drinking in small portions, it's, it's, a, it's a terrible idea as well. Of, just a terrible idea. Of course, I'm up for the next one, which is hard to read, and we've all, you know, I've, <laughs> I've already said reading is not my strong point. The Fletcherizing Diet. Nailed it. Oh, good. Uh, nature will castigate those who don't masticate. Is that right? Yeah. Okay, what does that mean? Michael, break that down for us. Chew. <laughs> I'm not sure what... Uh... What castigate? Unless that means chastise. Um, no, mastic yeah, masticate is to chew, like right. to chew it. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. So and that was a direct quote, uh, and that was Doctor Horace Fletcher. There you go. Uh, he was in a Victorian age doctor who recommend chewing each bite a hundred times. Well, I don't think Dennis would recommend this. You would get some TMJ. Uh, <laughs> the liquids had to be chewed or masticated to properly mix with saliva. As fast as I eat, people wish I would 
take a few more bites. I know. I mean, I, I think I've heard chewing your meals, your food thoroughly. God, how long would it thing, take? But hundred times each bite, you would have to count to a hundred. Yeah. Um, eventually, with the meals taking over more than an hour, Jeez. you would just get tired of chewing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sounds like it. Yeah. Uh, but some notables tried this: Thomas Edison, Mark Twain, John D. Ro- Rockefeller. So, so I, I guess, guess it was it was it was popular. Even even uh, big brains do dumb things. I don't know. I mean, everybody gets on. You know, this time of year, they just everybody wants the magic of some easy way. If you can just tell me to do this one thing. But yeah, that's the dream anyway. But when when will we learn that there's no magic uh, specific magic bullet? Okay, Michael, the air diet. <laughs> tell us oh, about it. Oh, jeez. I'm still trying to process that hundred times. It reminds me of uh, when I cook steak on the grill. My wife will only eat well done steak, and I think it's really? an abomination. Ooh, um, me too. Me too. It, it's got to be, uh, you know, you got to save a little bit of the of the, of the natural flavor. But yeah, so my wife could probably get down with that hundred uh, with that Fletcherizing diet, but not me. The air diet, okay, which is every bit as stupid as it sounds. Um, also called the chew and spit diet. Mm. It's a virtual eating diet, which is French inspired and of course, celebrity endorsed. So this is another more modern fad. And it's a plan in which uh, you guessed it, basically you eat nothing. Instead (laughs) of eating, you take a fork full of real actual edible food, you put it in your mouth and you chew it, but you don't eat it. You taste it, you breathe in the aroma, and you pretend to swallow, but you spit the food out. And well, I know some I, ladies that would appreciate that. I, I actually know somebody who did this diet. I, I do, but oh, I, I, believe, I wasn't talking about I'm what really you're talking about. To be, I think that they maybe had some sort of eating disorder. But I mean, I do know somebody who tried this diet. Oh, God. Oh, you, Matt, rewind that. You cannot say this is a family show. <laughs> All right, Dwayne, you're going to have to cut that one out. Yes, you have to cut that out. Oh, my God. Dwayne was in on it from the very beginning I when I said it. I did not know. Oh, God. Okay, for the folks listening back home, the families, the uh, wholesome G-rated <laughs> audiences, uh, Matt just made an inappropriate comment, so he is yeah. now in Wicked South timeout corner. Yeah. Sorry. And we may let him back in in a, in a moment. Yes. Uh, but this whole air diet, you're just uh, – the, the whole theory is you go into the motions and you're supposedly tricking your brain into thinking you've eaten and you're full and you're satisfied. But I don't know. My brain's a little smarter than that. I believe my brain be mad as hell. Yeah, um, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, you're allowed to drink soup and water mixed with salt. Well, I was salt on water. I don't know, but I was on that diet yesterday. I, I was telling them before this may be too much information, but I had to do the prep for the colonoscopy. And that's oh. maybe I would have appreciated the diet where i felt more full than i did but i was allowed to drink uh you know clear liquids and seton's all good for 10 all years good but i did have high blood pressure because i put so much salt in my chicken broth <laughs> so i don't know i need to get that checked out oh uh, i'm a time use the uh, rubber diet earlier sounds like um Rubber underwear diet. Rubber underwear diet. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Yeah, you might need that. I might. How about uh, the Sleeping Beauty diet from 1976? Uh, Seton, give it to us, because I'm in timeout. Okay, yes. This diet involved individuals being sedated for several days in order to promote weight loss. 
unhealthy. And this was from 1976. <laughs> so this is actually crazy. not as old as I would have thought this would be. Uh, unhealthy side effects of the sedative use could include dizziness and confusion. And there was a potential of overdosing uh, without uh, medical s- supervision was not good. Other possible dangers included um, malnutrition, nutritional diets, uh, and muscle wasting, and yet again, eating disorders. That's a, that's a terrible, terrible even name for it. I know. Or I mean, I just, about it. who are the people who come up with these wacky things? Bill Cosby might have started that one. Oh, oh, I'm going to have to put you in the timeout. <laughs> might be doing the rest of this episode by myself. You might. It's going to be a one-man show here in a little bit. Yep, yep. I'll have to get Dwayne on the microphone. <laughs> well, see, she had her all butt right. cleaned and our mouths are not clean. We were talking. To- uh, all right, I'm bringing you back in okay. on probation. Okay, thank you. I'm back. A problem probation? <laughs> I better watch it. Uh, the Reach for a Lucky Diet, 1929. The advertising campaign, I think you know where we're going with this, advised customers to reach for a lucky instead of a sweet and light a lucky, and you'll never miss sweets that make you fat. Lucky, lucky stripes, the popular brand of cigarettes. Obviously uh, horrendous when you think about today's standards. Uh, Successful campaign at the time. Well, I mean, people have always said that if you're, I've never been personally a smoker, but if you're a smoker, I think it is good for uh weight loss but i mean you you have the trade-off that maybe your skin doesn't look the best or how about you lose all that weight after you get lung cancer it, well that's true there's, yeah, but, you know, i think the too. trade-off is just pretty horrific uh but i've known people who have smoked to suppress their appetite and i'm like i don't think the trade-off's worth uh, that right now michael you're back in on probation <laughs> <laughs> I'm on probation I'll, I'll walk the line I used to uh, work with some people and we had like a 30 minute lunch break. And so I don't know if this is something they did because time was short or if they always did it, but they would eat lunch and smoke a cigarette at the same time. Wow. How in the world I'd have, I'd have hiccups, gas, something uh, <laughs> anyway, but that wouldn't, that would defeat the whole purpose of the lucky diet. Yeah. I, I never smoked. I, I know. I would always see people taking smoke breaks uh, when I worked at an office and I did consider smoking, but instead I took the, Vending machine diet yeah. instead of the smoke diet. Some Lance crackers. <laughs> yeah. Better choice. Go back to the early 1800s with the Lord Byron vinegar diet. Michael, tell us about it. British poet and politician Lord Byron apparently lost a significant amount of weight between 1806 and 1811, surviving on a diet of biscuits, soda water, and large quantities of vinegar. And you know, today, apple cider vinegar is still held up to be a healthy yeah. thing. You get you can even get them in gummy form or whatever. It's a weight loss aid. Supposedly, it lowers your blood pressure. But there's actually no real evidence that it works. And in fact, drinking large doses of vinegar can be dangerous. Um, Byron swigged so much that he had stomach problems. And you have to remember, vinegar is uh, mostly acid. So you can lose weight, uh, but you can also have a bleeding stomach ulcer. So uh, you trade it off there. I tried that one a couple of years back, and it's I, I think I've lasted about two days, and I still have the thing of vinegar sitting in my pantry. Coming up, we're going to talk about the clay diet and the cotton ball diet and more. I'm going to take a little break and uh, talk about our sponsors. Back in a minute. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. 
every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And we're going to talk about Palmetto Pride Moonshine. The holiday season's coming up, so you can sip your way to the holiday season with Palmetto Distillery's collection of award-winning spirits. All right, guys, we got to try these all. 12 moonshine flavors, 6 sipping cream flavors, a 21% rye whiskey, and even ready-to-drink cocktails. Something for everyone on the list, so you can do this as a, a great present. I still say it's time for a Michael, Dwayne, Seton, Matt trip, but... Nevertheless, Michael, you're closer, so I expect uh, this sent up to us. You can share the love and spread some cheers this season. They're limited edition holiday samplers. Tell me more, Seaton. Oh, I love it. They make a great gift. Uh, each set includes five top-selling Palmetto Moonshine flavors neatly bundled in a traditional candy cane case. Mm, a gift that looks as good as it tastes. Yeah. Yep. Uh, search their online store locator to discover a liquor store near you or online at liquidblackjack.com. Michael, tell them about the limited time deal. I would be delighted to. And we're also going to post this on our Facebook page. Great. For a limited time, the Wicked South listeners can get a special 25% off online discount. Uh, from their online orders from palmettodistillery.com or liquidblackjack.com when you use this promo code HOLIDAY CHEERS in all caps HOLIDAY CHEERS use that promo code at checkout and get in the holiday spirit find your flavor and pass the jar palmettodistillery.com liquidblackjack.com promo code HOLIDAY CHEERS you can find it on the Wicked South Podcast Facebook page Back into the uh, super weird diets from the past. Uh, Let's jump over to Seton to tell us about the clay diet. Okay, this one involves putting dirt in your water. What the what? I know, that sounds, you know, not tasty, but also maybe possibly unsanitary. Um, The idea is to take benzonite clay, which is a super absorbent volcanic ash, and it removes the toxins and heavy metals from your body. Mm-hmm. Upon ingestion, the clay swells up to 12 times its size and pushes Jeez. out the slow-moving waste in the gut and boosting your metabolism. Sure it does. Okay, so s- some stars like Shalane Woodley, I don't know her, um, but I do know Zoe Kravitz has done it. And you can find this clay pill still on the market. Uh, the main selling point is weight loss. That's uh, insane. It sounds insane. Yes, uh, it does. Uh, Dr. Anton Emanuel, who is a GI doctor from the University College Hospital in London, says the clay acts as a resin and binds everything, Ugh. both good and bad, making it harder for the body to digest vital nutrients such as iron and calcium. Uh, eating the clay can also perforate your bowels and cause heart and kidney failure. I knew some kids in grade school that would eat Play-Doh, but uh, they weren't doing it for weight loss. They're doing it like not nose kids. I don't know. What, what are people <laughs> doing, man? What? I just it's crazy to me. We also have the cotton ball diet, born in chat rooms and on YouTube. So this is relatively new. I don't know how many people are really doing this. Reportedly tried by supermodels and teenage girls, the cotton ball diet is just like it sounds. You eat cotton balls. 
If you need unimportant stuff like flavor or nutrition, you can dip the cotton ball in juice or smoothies before swallowing it. Ridiculous. They were trying to pitch it as you'd lose weight, but it was just a bunch of dummies on YouTube. Uh, you'd make you feel full, yeah, because you got a bunch of cotton balls in your gut. Uh, choking hazard, cotton balls can clog up your digestive system, as you would imagine. I mean, this is dangerous that this stuff is on. I mean, these diets from the ones that we did earlier were obviously very bad, and they were, but these these diets that are on YouTube and other me- social media platforms that kind of go viral f- for kids. I mean, this actually seems very dangerous to me. And it seems like you'd be able to, in two seconds, it's in the 1500s, you couldn't Google to, to, to find out whether or not. No, but these are marketed were... towards kids who, who make dumb decisions anyway. Yeah, but I wonder how many people are actually doing it versus, you know, some media outlet picking it up and saying, kids are eating cotton balls all day long. Uh. So, But don't, obviously. What might happen is you get one crazy celebrity to, to yeah. try something and, and post about it, and then you get young people to say, well, hey, if, if they do it, you know, I'm going to try it. And uh, but, um, It kind of reminds me, uh, not necessarily the cotton ball, but the uh, clay diet. My grandmother used to kill fire ants by taking raw grits. You know, when you, when you cook grits in water, they swell up and become, you know, the edible grits. She'd take raw grits and put them on an ant bed, and the ants would eat the grits, and then the, the, the grit would swell up inside the ant and kill it. Really? Um, yeah, that's an old uh, southern, I don't know if it's how widespread, I'll just call it old Hampton County uh, remedy. But, Wait, uh, does that really work? Does it work for the red ants? The, uh, that's what my um, my grandma and my granddaddy always swore to. Oh, I'm going to um, try that. It seems what? a lot. That, I mean, this actually what? is a good, this seems like a good tip. How, how about this tip? Go putting, to Home Depot or Lowe's no, and buy this stuff. The, no, because that's chemicals. This is actually natural. Uh, I think that I'm going to try this tip, Michael. I, think I don't even it's know where a, you get raw brilliant. grits. You, try it, at let the me grocery know. I never store. Where do you live? Like raw, <laughs> like, like, you mean the kind that are just like in, in the, I thought it was something different than the kind. You mean yeah. the kind of like a little box? Yes. Oh, I thought maybe it was like a plant. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Put him back in the timeout corner. Yeah. Know, you can I kiss mean, my grits while I'm there. Kiss my grits. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to make you tell us about, wait, oh, we'll make Michael tell us about the arsenic diet pills. All right. All right, so that means the worst two I get to say for you guys. Oh, oh gosh, no, dang it. wait, no, wait. Okay, I'll tell us about the arsenic diet pills. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm cutting right. in. I'm because we're on probation. Yes, you're on probation. I'm going to do this one. I'm going to let I'm going to let Matt and uh, Michael tell you about the worst ones. Uh, the arsenic diet pills were from the late 1800s, and the, uh, these Victorian pills were advertised as miracle cures, which could speed up your metabolism. Um, also the amount of arsenic in the pill was very small and, the, but it was still very dangerous and posed a risk of arsenic poison, especially when these pills were taken in high doses, you know, maybe people thought, Oh, take more. I could lose more. Um, it also didn't help matters that the labels of these pills didn't always declare that they contained arsenic. Wow. Yeah. I picture this as a situation of a, some sort of traveling person coming by with these oh, pills and, and saying, you know, those buy these. Uh, snake oil salesman. Yeah, yes, yeah, so a snake oil salesman. That's yeah. exactly what I was thinking. And then getting out of town before you died of arsenic poisoning. Doesn't kill you, it'll cure you. Yes, yes. I'll let Michael take the worst one, so I can take the second to worst one, which sounds like the worst one to me, just being <laughs> the title. The cabbage <laughs> and urine diet 
from 175 BC. Mm. Cato the Elder was a Roman statesman, writer, and public speaker. Who was a massive fan of cabbage. <laughs> Who's I, I like cabbage. Are you a f- massive fan of cabbage? I, I wouldn't say massive, but I do like it. <laughs> he not only promoted eating plenty of cabbage, but also drinking the urine of people who had a diet high in cabbage. <laughs> Are you still in, Zeke? <laughs> I'm not in, but maybe if, if I would I would be willing to eat a lot of cabbage and sell my urine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, you're in probation. <laughs> oh, no, you're in timeout, not probation even. Just I'm thinking about timeout. You'd sell it for money. Uh, Cato believed that cabbage could cure ulcers, dysentery, warts, indigestion, even drunkenness, and I could definitely guarantee you cure you getting any dates ever <laughs> when you tell your date. You know what I do? You want to share a little uh, cabbage urine? Uh, it reported that Cato continued to believe in the power of cabbage, even after this diet, quote, failed to save the lives of his wife and son. Uh, he said he could even cure drunkenness. He was all in. Right. If I remind me of a member at your house late night seat, in which I've been with you and your husband before, and you want to sober up? <laughs> Seton just <laughs> ate a bunch of cabbage today. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you're both in timeout now. You're not, you're not invited to Avery anymore. <laughs> <laughs> now, Michael, you bring it home with a nasty one from the early 1900s. Yeah, apparently I, we saved the worst for last. I kind of I, I put the wine diet as the very best out of the bunch, and I put the tapeworm diet as the worst. Um, so this is early 1900s. I don't know if you're familiar with the tapeworm. If you ever watched that episode of uh, – of, uh, house dr gregory house mm. uh cut a woman open and found a 21 foot tapeworm uh, inside of her from eating raw fish or something or yeah. um the uh but it's a particularly revolting fad diet where people voluntarily ingest tapeworms in order to decrease nutrient uh absorption and promote vomiting and diarrhea to achieve weight loss. Okay, Um, wait a second. I just saw this diet was from the, okay, it's from the early, at first I thought it was from the 1990s. I was like, wait, early 1900s. Okay, I was was like, this couldn't be recent, could it? Even early 1900s seems too recent. Yes. You know, if you ever had an animal like a dog or something and they've had worms, they'll lose weight. The parasites are actually getting all the nutrients. Yeah. Um, it would be effective, but anything that promotes vomiting and diarrhea, I'm 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 out. I, I don't have time for all that. Um, <laughs> I don't have time for yeah, it. <laughs> I got too much stuff to do in the course of a day. Uh-huh. But this has multiple risk: uh, organ swelling, anaphylaxis, uh, infections of the digestive system, appendicitis, damaged vision. Yeah, because you can get worms in your eyes. Um, uh-huh. Oh God! Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, my meningitis, epilepsy, dementia, or even death. This is a storytelling podcast, so I've got a couple of stories that involve worms. Yeah, oh yeah, bring it on. Oh, I am squeamish, so <laughs> I, yes, I'm gonna. I'll listen, but I may put my fingers in my ears at points. Well, this is a. These are both down home Hampton County stories. You won't find this uh, anywhere. You won't find this over the counter at Walmart. This is straight from the backwoods of Hampton County. Um, I used to work, my first uh, job uh, was working on a farm and I had to, um, the hog farmer had like 200 pigs and I had to go in there and hose out the pens and feed, take care of the pigs. And I didn't know any better, so I didn't wear rubber boots. I just wore Converse sneakers, you know. 
Well, the water got into my shoes and I got worms in my feet, like just sandworms. You can see oh. the worms under the skin. Under, under the, the skin? skin? Yeah, you, it would be like a long, it would start out as a short red line on your foot. And if you scratched it, five minutes later, it was longer. It's like it grew. The more you scratched oh. it, it, and it actually looked like a worm under the skin. Like science um, fiction. I, yeah, I'm not making this up. This, I, I was, you know, I was a eight, well, nine, 10, 11, 12, somewhere around in there. And uh, so we go to the doctor in Hampton County. I think it was Dr. Pulaski at the time. And he gave me medicine. And I swear this medicine was so disgusting. I think I would have rather kept the worms than take that what? medicine. The only way I can describe it is if you took clam juice and you put it in a, in a, in a <laughs> cup and you left it in a Toyota Corolla in the middle of July for about three days. Oh, my God. Um, it, that's, it, that's what it tasted like. But I got rid of the worms, and I think I've been worm-free ever since. I think, you, he says. You can't just get rid of them like you do chiggers and put some nail polish on them. Is that what does it? Nah, this was like. Yeah, that's how you get rid of chiggers. Rotten clam juice five days in a row. I'm glad. I mean, if any of your friends had seen you, you would have never lived. Yeah, and you'd be from, from henceforth, you would have been. Michael Wormfoot DeWitt for the rest of your life. <laughs> <laughs> you said you have another worm story, I'm afraid. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, my family, we always, uh, you know, we're, we live on a farm. We raise our own livestock. And we butcher our own uh, cows, hogs, um, make our own sausage, things of that nature. Just, old, you know, a tribute to the old ways. And... I butchered a hog one time, and I've never seen this before. All animals have parasites, but we cut this hog open, and it was just like that episode of Dr. House. There was like a great big um, oh, parasite God. worm inside this this animal. And um, I told my son, I said, you know, um, if your mama finds out that we found this, she's not going to eat any of this animal. She's going to throw it away. I said, I, I don't want to. You know, I'd raise that pig to, to butcher and feed my family. And I said, but I'm not eating that thing. It's got a, you know, a giant tapeworm in it. And uh, one of my cousins said, I will give you $50 right now for this hog. And I said, sold. It's all yours. <laughs> oh, how did the cousin, did the cousin survive? He's still kicking. He's still alive. <laughs> Does he still acknowledge the story? The, uh, well, I, I, I won't uh, say his name, but uh, <laughs> oh, he'll God. eat anything. Uh, yeah, I just couldn't. <laughs> If I know the animal has parasites, but I can't see them, you know, I can always cook my food well done. Um, but Jeez. if I see a worm when I'm when I'm processing uh, an animal, no, it's it's over. No, no deal. I, I think you're pushing me towards vegetarianism. <laughs> there's your diet. Listen to this podcast. You'll lose your appetite and lose weight. Yeah, there's your diet. Listen to this nonsense. Oh, good lord! I think before we go, I yeah. think we everyone has to tell their New Year's resolutions, right? I, I, you have I, one? I'm doing a soft launch. Um, I'm working on it. And by February, I'll have an idea. Okay. I, 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 when I, I'm not going to eat any tapeworms. That's my first one. <laughs> no, I don't really. Do you have one? I never do the things because I don't like this. You tell me not to do something. It makes me want to do it more. So I like to have goals more than that. Like every year I, I have goals like I'm going to be more flexible. I'm going to be able I've to touch that. my toes I did that one year. by the end of the. So I do stupid stuff like that. And well, so, so you brought this up and you don't even have one. No, I just was. I'm trying to be inspired again. I say New Year starts when my kids go back to school, which is uh, next month. All right. I, I'm with you. It's hard to. Yes. Michael, do you have one? I just have a couple and. uh 
of course, you know, lose weight. You know, I've been sitting around writing so much for the past year. I probably weigh more now than I ever have. So I'm going to lose some weight somehow. I don't know how. It's not going to be tapeworms. It's not going to be cabbage and urine. But, uh, <laughs> I, I'm going to lose some weight somehow. And then the other is I want to try to get away from the true crime world a bit. And I want to go back to writing humor and um, I've got some fiction ideas. I got a novel that just keeps Great. keeps me up at night. I got to get it on paper. And so those are my plans. Uh, lose weight and uh, tell some different stories in the new year. Oh. Dwayne, Dwayne, what are yours? He has no Dwayne idea. Has, he has no idea. Uh, he, he says uh, lose yeah, weight too. I think that's that. everyone. I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm with you. I say or, that every year. And I would I'm, say just get healthier. How about that? We don't just put that on a number. Just get healthy. Get healthy. Yeah, that's say a good that. idea. How because about it that? shouldn't just be Mentally, about feeling good. Thing? Yeah, getting away from the true crime. I mean. Uh, we're probably not doing that. I, we're not doing that. But I mean, I would say probably a definite goal would be to, you know, avoid the social, get off the social media more. Well, it's just, but you have to, it's I just know. like a handful of people. Yeah. So you just kind I don't of, know. You, I don't know. You miss but, out all the good. With, if you but, hate, but, yeah. To be happier uh, this year than I was last year. And I had a pretty happy year. So oh, why not? Wow. What a, what a great, lovely ending to it all. Thank our sponsors again, Michael. Uh, well, we want to thank our, our listeners, everybody who uh, who listens to us and uh, and says kind words about us every now and then. We need we need plenty of kind words out there in in today's world. Thank our sponsors, uh, Rotten Little Bastard Distillery, uh, wonderful people over in Beaufort, Palmetto Pride Distillery, and Anderson. I hope to meet them here in the new year. And our wonderful favorite uh, favorite courthouse dude, Dr. Kenny Kinsey and, and Kenny and Associates. Uh, if you've got a, a, a serious crime and he's investigated, if you need an expert witness, give him a call. If you're trying to track down, follow your old lady and uh, make sure she's not cheating on you. Well, he's not the guy. He only takes serious. <laughs> care, so. If you're a sponsor and you, you do have that, maybe you reach out to us. Yeah, yeah, right. We like have a story space about you. for you. Yeah, we, we, we're looking for sponsors, looking for story ideas. We've got some great stuff coming up. Um, can I give a little teaser about what we're going to do next week, maybe? Heck, of course. Um, unless we get a wonderful idea, a better idea, um, we've got a couple of things. Uh, there's a little bit of, of feuding going on in the online world, true crime world, and we won't get into that. But we're going to do an episode on uh, the worst historic feuds in history. Uh, you know, the Hatfields and McCoys are just the, the, the tip of the iceberg. So we're going to look at some feuds over history and how they affected the course of history. And we're doing some research. I'm waiting on some books to arrive. We are, have found a brothel in South Carolina that we really want to um, talk about. And uh, so I've contacted the author and uh, publishing company to, to get a book about this. And, uh, mm. and we're going to tell you some wonderful stories. Uh, there you go. The Wicked South podcast on Facebook. Michael DeWitt and his various socials. It's Matt Harrison, Seton Tucker on Impact of Influence. And we're so grateful you spent time with us. And we'll talk soon, friend.